Welcome to Paradigm Shift, the podcast about the intersection of business and law. By changing yourself, you can change your business. Now, here's your host, Christina Martini. Welcome to Paradigm Shift. My name is Christina Martini, and I am your host as we explore the intersection of business and law. In today's episode, we will explore defining value in the context of client relationships. Since time immemorial, society has evaluated vendors based on various criteria, both quantitative and qualitative. While certain offerings, such as the proverbial widget, more readily lend themselves to quantitative evaluations, over the past few years, these discussions have increasingly focused on service providers in areas such as accounting, consulting, and the law. What can we learn from those industries whose beauty contests have historically consisted of optimization analyses and processes? And what are the different factors that clients look at when defining value in the context of their relationships with their outside counsel? As both an industrial engineer and a lawyer, I have a deep understanding of the desire to standardize procurement evaluations for legal services through a more disciplined, consistent framework. But just as there are advantages to applying these methodologies in this context, there are also inherent limitations, particularly when they are used in lieu of a predominantly qualitative analysis of the more nuanced facets of a particular legal provider's offerings. At the cornerstone of these evaluations, lies the concept of value. Value is defined as the relationship between the perceived benefits of an offering as compared to its cost. This relationship can be expressed as a benefits-cost ratio. If that ratio has a value greater than one, the benefits outweigh the costs, and if it is less than one, the costs outweigh the benefits. While this analysis seems easy, it is not as simple as it looks. The concept of price is often mistakenly conflated with the idea of value, although they are by no means the same. While price is one factor, there are many other important considerations which are sometimes given insufficient weight or are completely overlooked in the process. So, what are some of these factors that help define value? First, Relevant experience and efficiency are critical to the legal services value analysis. The more experienced we are, the better we understand the critical facets of a particular issue and the more we can contribute. We will also bring a heightened level of efficiency to the engagement than a less experienced lawyer, which is also very important when determining our value proposition. Next, it is important to understand the client's business. There are a variety of ways to achieve this, including having a consistent, experienced team servicing the client across all of its legal needs. If the engagement is new, we should invest time to get to know the client's business and to understand its unique likes, dislikes, and pressure points. Having relevant sector experience can also be very helpful in getting a jump start. Client service excellence is also essential. This is especially a must if we are trying to differentiate ourselves from the competition. Important considerations include ensuring there is consistent alignment with our client's work product expectations, as well as being as accessible to our clients as they need us to be. 
Having great judgment is also key. As lawyers, we are regularly asked to express our views regarding various issues. Being able to consistently express sound judgment, particularly in moments of crisis and outside of our specific area of expertise, will make the difference between being considered a good lawyer and a great one. It is also important to keep the lines of communication open. This is essential in ensuring a client's needs are well met. We should carefully gauge the nature and cadence of our client's communication styles and adjust our approach accordingly. Our clients should also provide us with the necessary information and cues to enable us to effectively make these assessments and to adjust our approach as needed. We should also correct our approach in real time. Great lawyers are able to regularly evaluate their performance and determine what they are doing well and what they need to work on. If we find that a certain approach is not particularly effective, we should not wait until our client says something. We should correct it in real time before the client even sees it. We should also focus on seeing what's around the corner. Mastering the art of prognostication is priceless. Clients highly value our ability to keep tabs on all of the moving pieces of a particular situation and to play out likely outcomes a few steps ahead of the game and to advise them accordingly. It is also important to take the long-term view of the relationship. Every client relationship is unique. Sometimes they start off slowly or in a narrow niche, and at times there may be more in it for the client than for us. If we are willing to take a longer-term view of the relationship, we will increase our chances of being able to realize the longer-term upside. We also need to remember that success is a two-way street. As in all good relationships, there is a give and take with clients. Generally, their needs come before our own. At the same time, we must run our businesses responsibly. While there may not be alignment across all of our service offerings and a particular client's needs, effectively striking that balance will solidify our credibility and help ensure the longevity of the relationship. In addition, Inspiring trust is another critically important step. While being trustworthy is a critical component of inspiring trust, we must also demonstrate our ability to seamlessly weave together myriad capabilities, project an inner confidence, and have a commanding presence, particularly when meeting prospective clients. This will enable us to demonstrate our ability to serve as a trusted advisor, yet another significant differentiator. We also need to really understand what is keeping the client up at night. Though the details may differ depending on the size of the legal department and whether it is a new or established company, there are several overarching challenges that often present themselves across many different organizations, including risk management, compliance, and regulatory issues, such as anti-bribery laws and employment-related class actions being paramount today. There are often resource issues, including staffing, IT resources, data privacy, security, and outside counsel spending. Defining value and ensuring alignment between outside counsel and law department needs, including the critical connection between client service and budgets and legal spending, is essential. For global companies and those going through acquisitions, 
integration issues and legal differences between countries can also be quite challenging. It is essential to ensure alignment between the legal department and the businesses it serves. Outside counsel must strive to meaningfully assist their clients in this endeavor. It is also essential for outside counsel to develop a concise list of top priorities to help ensure a satisfactory attorney-client relationship. These are guiding principles and will shift and change over time and can be very different from one client to the next. These can include things such as understanding the client's overall business objectives and where its legal needs fit within that context. We also need to figure out how the various tasks and responsibilities will be apportioned between in-house and outside counsel and who will be the driving force on a given matter. Sometimes, outside counsel plays more of a supportive role to in-house counsel. At other times, those roles are reversed. As demands change, outside counsel must confirm that it can provide the client with all of the necessary resources. They must also educate the client on what it will take to get the job done and ensure that there is consensus among all of the interested parties. There also needs to be alignment with regard to the fees and costs which are likely to be generated by outside counsel and how in-house counsel values those contributions. These discussions should happen as early as possible. Whether you're in-house or outside counsel, Strive to increase collaborative partnering between law departments and law firms. The job of in-house counsel has evolved over the past 20 years, from what many considered traffic hop jobs to prestigious destination positions attracting the best and the brightest. Today's in-house lawyers are talented practitioners. They know their clients' businesses and handle a large amount of their clients' day-to-day -day legal needs. Increasingly, they turn to outside counsel only when they need a depth of expertise, possibly a larger talent bench, to partner with on complex matters that are beyond the expertise or staffing capabilities of the in-house department. Outside counsel should learn the client's business so they speak the same language and bring their expertise to bear in a more collaborative way. In-house departments are typically proactive. Outside counsel need to be as proactive as in-house counsel, thereby enhancing their collaborative partnership. To accomplish this, outside counsel should regularly visit their clients' offices, consider seconding lawyers and law departments, and conduct periodic reviews and feedback meetings to find out what works and what doesn't. Law firms should strive to be seen as an extension of the law department. The common theme here is effective, timely communication. Outside counsel needs to ask the right questions and listen carefully to the answers. Whether you are in-house or outside counsel, you should also strive to meaningfully differentiate yourself. For example, for all of you outside counsel out there, there are numerous differentiators, with the more obvious ones being substantive expertise, quality, and reputation as either outside lawyer or law firm. Outside counsel's experience in the client's business sector is very important as well, since it provides the context within which the legal advice is given. Meeting or exceeding client expectations with regard to the value proposition is also very important, 
as well as being willing to share some of the uncertainty and risk with the client. Clients don't want lawyers who merely punch the clock. They also don't want lawyers who are just talented technicians. They want trusted advisors who demonstrate a willingness to go the extra mile and are willing to put themselves in their client's shoes. This enables outside counsel to make their client's problems their own and to take ownership in resolving them. Outside counsel should also take the time to better understand the client's business and help foster relationships which could prove fruitful to them. These are just a few of the many steps which outside counsel can take to develop an understanding and perspective that clients truly value and to garner a level of trust and loyalty that will set them apart from the competition. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Paradigm Shift. We hope that you've enjoyed our discussion about defining value in the attorney-client relationship. We hope that you will join us for next week's show. I'm your host, Christina Martini. Please look for our weekly episodes every Tuesday. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please visit us at www.paradigmshiftshow.com. We would love to hear from you. Please look for new episodes of Paradigm Shift every Tuesday.